know about you, but I don't want to be trash. I want to be a vessel of honor. Let's talk about it. You have reached the I'm Dylan broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about men who are vessels of honor. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about being a vessel of honor. I know it's not our typical thing that we talk about, but men, we want to be a vessel of honor, right? You know, I was listening to a broadcast earlier this morning uh, by a good friend of mine, go back in ministry many, many years ago. And one of the things that I thought about was men who have gone through things in their life that has caused them to make some erroneous decisions, some bad decisions, maybe not the best, uh, maybe had the best of intentions per se, but we made some bad decisions along the way. And sometimes we're living with those decisions. Sometimes we're dealing with the outcome. We're dealing with the outcry. We're dealing with the residual effects of that decision, almost like an atom bomb. You know how an atom bomb or a nuclear bomb has an effect on an entire generation. It has an effect on the world. It has an effect on the surface, but then it lingers. There's so much more fallout. That's the word I want to use. Fallout from the decisions that we've made through the years or maybe in our earlier years, maybe just a few weeks ago, we made a bad decision and we're just dealing with the fallout of that. We're dealing with the effects and how it affects those that love us, those that care for us, maybe mom, dad, sister, brother, wife, uh, husband, you know, if you're a woman, your husband, maybe it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Maybe it's uh, people that you work with that uh, there's a fallout effect. Sometimes the decisions you make are decisions that um, mess up your job performance, mess up your job, your work ethic, maybe messes up your money. And you have coworkers now that are affected by the decisions that you make because you are maybe a leader. Maybe you're a CEO. Maybe you're an owner. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, content creator. Maybe you're an influencer. And the decisions you make have a fallout on those that actually like you, those that actually follow you, those that were previously subscribers. And then now they're not, you know, and it happens to the best of us. So we're going to get right into the simple fact of how is it that we go from being a paper cup? <laughs> we use that a paper star phone cup to fine China. Again, that paper star phone cup to fine China. And this is just going to be a quick analogy and uh, we're going to let it go. Right. Quick analogy. We're going to let it go in our lives. You know, we go through uh, many times where we're not always the best. Uh, we don't always make the best decisions. And as I stated earlier, sometimes our decisions are infectious, not infectious in a good way. You know, sometimes they are. But then most of our decisions sometimes are infectious in a bad way, meaning they affect 
uh, people. They affect corporations. They affect those our generations behind us, like our children or grandchildren, different things. And it hurts to, uh, to be able to watch, to have to watch, to force to watch the fallout. And uh, the pale paper cup slash star phone cup, what I would be considered disposable. So let's go with that word disposable. And many times we find the decisions that we make cause us to be disposable. Like there have been plenty of times when, uh, you know, in my family, there are certain dynamics or certain things that we believed in. And we still believe them. We still believe in, but there are decisions that I made for myself. And, you know, sometimes we think we making the best decisions or we just make a decision because it was a good decision in a moment. And what it does, it causes us to go from being a, a, a nice vessel, something that's great, something that's very prideful, something that's worth something to all of a sudden you become disposable. And many of us have made decisions that have caused us to be disposable, meaning that we're used for certain things. And then as soon as we're done being used for our gift, for our speech, for the things that we bring to the table, for um, maybe being a good supervisor, a good manager, maybe being a good mentor, as soon as we're done and they're finished with us in that regard, they throw us away because they look at us as disposable. They look at us as not something that should be completely treated well. And many times it's because of decisions that we've made in our past or how we look at ourselves. Sometimes how we look at ourselves and how we treat ourselves determines the type of treatment that um, we end up getting from others. Because if you uh, treat yourself like you don't belong, if you treat yourself that you don't uh, fit in, if you treat yourself where you don't have a high um, integrity with yourself or maybe a high work ethic, you're a person who's constantly lazy, constantly late, constantly a type of person who doesn't show up or says they're going to be somewhere and you don't do it or constantly this, that, and the other, we cause ourselves many times because of our, of how we act, how we function, we cause ourselves to be disposable. And when we cause ourselves to be disposable, we find ourselves being used. We're used at home. We're used in the workplace. We're used on our jobs. You're used out in the field, you're used out of town, out of state, in your neighborhood. You're just used, not used for the right reasons, but you're just used. You're used in relationships because they like you. They think you're handsome. They think you're cute, but they use you for what you have. They don't want to keep you. They don't want to keep you around. They don't want to treat you right because of the type of person you already are. They just use you and you find yourself being disposable. You find yourselves like those red solo cups. You find yourself like those star foam cups being used. You're filled up for a certain amount of time. But as soon as that drink is gone out of you, they throw you in the trash. Mm-hmm. It happens to bottles too. It happens. But you find that when you have, when you become a vessel that is very 
uh, noteworthy. If you find yourself being being a vessel that costs some money, if you find yourself that's made of premium quality, meaning you have a great work ethic, you have great integrity, you love people, you genuinely love to help people, you're a giver, not a taker, you believe in lending a hand, you believe in that open hand conversation because you understand that an open hand can lend and it can receive. You have that nice smile, even in the midst of adversity, you have that fathering type of mentality. You care for others and you're willing to mentor. You can be led as well as be a leader. You know how to follow directions. You know how to hold your head up in the midst of controversy. You know how to stand still when everything else around you is falling apart. You know how to move forward when everyone else uh, has the fright and mindset to say, I think I'll just stand right here because I don't want to go anywhere. You know how to dream and try to pursue your dreams. You know how to do a lot of things and you're great at doing them. That is called a person of honor. You know how to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. You know how to stand for what is right and call out what is wrong. You know how to be a, a lover of people and be genuine. You know how to not like somebody and still treat them right. You know how to just be around people of different faiths, of different values and different belief systems and still treat them like they belong, like they're a person. That's a vessel of honor. That's called that nice porcelain, that nice china. You know, that 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 type of um, cup, that type of utensil that you bring out when your good company comes over. You know, maybe all week long you might eat out of paper plates or maybe those solo cups or the styrofoam cups or maybe the quick uh, plastic cups that you have maybe in your cabinet. But when you have a good get together, sometimes you bring out the good stuff. You want to be a person who's good stuff. Because it's amazing when you think to yourself in your house, let's just say you have a house and you're moving where you'll have some stuff that you have everyday plates, you have everyday cups, you have everyday utensils. And sometimes you're a little perturbed when you move and maybe a cup breaks or uh, um, silverware gets lost or maybe a plate uh, has a crack in it when you're moving because something maybe wasn't packed right. But let me tell you, but you are completely beside yourself because when if there's ever a China or something that is very valuable, what you will do is you will pack it right from the get go. You will actually take the time to wrap it in tissue and newspaper and maybe be double wrapping, triple wrapping, and you will actually wrap the cups in the right type of newspaper and then tuck the newspaper inside the cup. And then you will stack it right and maybe pack the box so much so to make sure that even if the box gets a little damaged, that nothing inside it gets damaged because you care about the vessels that are on the inside of that box. And you cannot be a solo cup. You cannot be a star phone cup that's disposable and expect to be treated like a vessel that is worth, should I say, that is very valuable because valuable China, valuable plates, valuable cups and star phone slash solo disposable cups 
usually live in two different cabinets. Oh, oh man, I can go somewhere with that. That's like the chicken and the eagle. They live in two different places. They both might be birds, but the, the, their qualities are completely different. You know, the eagles, you know, they, they have that eyesight, they soar, they're this, that, and the other. They, they mate in the air. They do all these different things and chickens lay eggs. They don't fly too much. You know, usually they're up and down. They fly away real quick and, you know, but it's usually like five, six feet. And that's about it. They lay eggs. They're good to eat and all that. But no, you don't hear anybody talking about, I'm going to kill me an eagle and I'm going to have me a, 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 some eagle, some fried eagle. Nobody talks about that. They like to eat the chicken because the chicken is disposable. <laughs> the chicken is disposable. Yes, chickens have are very important because they not only do they taste good, they, they lay eggs, so they have a multi-use purpose, but uh, even though it's a bird, it doesn't have the same characteristics or as treated as as valuable as an eagle. Why? Because number one, the eagle is not a bird that you see every day of the week. It's not a bird that you can just look up in the sky and there's an eagle. It's not just the bird that lives everywhere. The bird is very valuable and lives and resides and soars in different places. They have nests that are way high in the air. They can look, they can be hundreds of feet up in the air and see a ground squirrel on the, on the ground. When many of us, we can't hardly see what's in front of our face, but an eagle has that keen sight. They're, they're, they're very popular, but at the same time, they are very valuable, very valuable. They fly there. They, they are. They are the king of the air when they soar. They're the predator. They're not the prey. They are the bird that is looking for prey all the time in the air. But they don't hang out with the same bird as a chicken. They're not in the same coop. They're not even within the same hundred feet or so. They're usually not in the same territory as the chicken. Because the chicken is disposable, but the eagle is valuable. The chicken does have its resources. It is used for different things. But at the end of the day, no one is saving the chicken. <laughs> no one is saying, hey, this chicken's very valuable. No one is saying, hey, hold that chicken. It lays the golden eggs. It lays pure gold. No one's holding that chicken to the side to say, this is a valuable chicken and we can't use this. We can't cook this. We can't eat this. We can't defeather this. We can't kill this. We have to value this chicken. No one is saying that. Usually when people see a chicken, they see fried chicken. When people see a chicken, they see roasted chicken. When people see chicken, they see grilled chicken. They see all these different things when they see a chicken. But nobody sees food when they see the eagle in the air. They look at the majesty of the eagle. They look at the wingspan of the eagle. They look at how keen he is, how sharp the claws are, how awesome that bird is. And no one's looking to kill it. Hmm. And many times we find ourselves like the chicken to where we're used, misused and abused because we've become disposable. 
We have not allowed ourselves to be valuable. We have not allowed ourselves to become the person that we've been called to be. And I don't know about you, but I want to continue to be a vessel of honor. Oh, oh yeah, there's been times, there's been times in my life where I've all, well, I felt that I was disposable, where I felt that I was that star phone cup, where I felt that I was that solo cup, you know, filled up with a 40 and filled up with a 32 ounce and filled up with this, that, and the other, a whole lot of junk, filled up with anger, filled up with strife, filled up with envy, filled up with hate. But I'm here to tell you, I don't want to be a vessel of dishonor. I don't want to be a vessel that's disposable. I want to be a vessel of honor, a vessel of love, a vessel of leadership, a vessel of mentorship, a vessel of a great follower, a vessel of integrity, a vessel of love, a vessel of friendship. Yeah. But in order to do that, I've got to change my way of thinking and you have to change your way of thinking. Maybe it's somebody that's listening under the sound of my voice and you know someone who's making bad decisions, causing them to be disposable, to have a disposable mindset. Take that person by the hand and pull them off to the side. And one of the things about being a vessel of honor is when you see someone who's uh, walking in dishonor, you do not blast them out publicly. You don't get all loud. You don't get crazy. You don't talk at the top of the rafters expecting for everybody to see you. So you look good while you're telling them off. When you're a vessel of honor, you pull that person to the side and you say, hey, man, you mind if I talk to you for a second? I want to spend some time with you. I want to go to coffee with you. I want to sit down. I want to break bread with you. I just want to have a conversation. That is what a vessel of honor does to a vessel of dishonor. Because in order to reach one, you've got to teach one. And if you're going to reach anybody, it starts with one. It doesn't always start with the crowd. It starts with one. Because if you can reach one, that one can reach another and that one can reach another and it becomes a cyclic effect. It becomes something that just goes over and over and over and over because it all started with one, not 10,000, not a hundred thousand. It started with one and you have to look at it from a place of think about where you used to be. And it's only until you understand that you were in that place that was once like them or you could have been them. Maybe you weren't on drugs, but you were a prostitute. Maybe you weren't this, but you were that. Uh huh. Because we all come from somewhere. We all have not been perfect and we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. But we were all once something before we became successful. We were all once broke before this happened. We were all this, that or the other before these other things happened. We all came or come from somewhere. Only you know what that is. If you were to be truthful, only you know what that is. But in order to reach anybody, we have to see ourselves in them. We were once disposable. We were once used. We were once thrown away. We were once set aside. We were once passed over. But how is it now that you are called? How is it now that you are chosen? How is it now that you're before people? How is it now that your business is successful? Your, the money is great and the houses are great and this, that, and the other, and your spirit's great. How is it now? Because you came from somewhere. Somebody had to come alongside and grab you by the hand and say, hey, I see you going down the wrong path. Let me spend some time with you. 
Hey, I see some potential in you. And many times we make decisions because we don't see the potential in ourselves, but somebody externally sees potential that you don't see and you become something that you think you couldn't be because somebody else saw a gifting inside of you that has caused you to be where and who you are now. Yes, it is through the grace of God that we all exist. Yet it is through his grace and his goodness that we are who we are. But someone, somebody, some woman, some man, some boy, some girl has grabbed you by the hand and said, hey, there's another way. There's a different way. There's a different way to finish your education. There's a different way to salvation. There's a different way to housing. There's a different way to financial uh, freedom. There's a a different way to independence. There's a different way to finance that car. There's a different way to have success in your marriage. There's a different way to be able to do what you want to do when you feel like doing it and not feel as though you're losing finances trying to do it. There is somebody. And if you're on the sound of my voice that needs somebody, hit that like, hit that button, hit that review, hit whatever that is that you need to do via email, Facebook, whatever that is. But there's somebody that needs to talk to you. And if you're that somebody that knows somebody, be the one to reach the one. (laughs) Yeah, be that one. If you want to change a generation, start with the one. Start with your son. Start with your daughter. Start with your husband. Start with your wife. Start with the guy across the street. Start with your next door neighbor. Start with that coworker. Start with that boss. Start with that supervisor. Start with that associate. Start with that fellow entrepreneur. Start with that other content creator. Start with that other influencer. Start with one. And you will find that when you start with one, there's a whole lot of other people that you can reach. You can change and turn a, a generation when you begin to start with one. I'm Sean, your host. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you've got some great value out of it, I ask that you continue to review it and stay tuned for our next podcast. Take care. And as always, be blessed.